superhero landing. Wait for it. There's no need to wait, geeks. We are back. This is the Active Geek Podcast. Your host, Jim and Chuck. And it's the fourth month of the year, Chuck. It's our first episode of April, so you know what that means. TV, movies, and comics. Uh, and the coming of spring. Yeah. Spring has came. And as uh, two East Coast guys, that's important to us because that means our baseball season's in, snow's out, and uh, allergy season's upon us. And the beginning of con season. Yeah, uh, because we are going to be at cons, and we will talk about that in our plugs. But let's just get down to the nitty-gritty. The, well, we'll get down to the meat and potatoes. Uh, we got some news before we jump into it. So it's kind of like a week old by now, but uh, the Eternals yes. have found their lead, Cersei, uh, and that is Angelina Jolie. Is that official? Depending on what website you read, it is. <laughs> it's like, she's in talks, she's the lead, she's out of talks, she's in talks, and now they're making fan art of her. So, Cersei. Where are you at with this? Not Cersei Lannister, Cersei of the Eternals. I don't know too much about the Eternals, so I can't give my thoughts on her as a great Cer- Cersei. Yeah. I just love that Marvel was like, you know what, let's put the Inhumans, the, the popular aliens, uh, on TV. And just completely fuck it up. And let's do the Eternals, uh, a group that maybe a lot of people don't know. They know Hercules because of, obviously, the the mythology of the character. Uh, But they're going to be like, oh, Cersei and all these other characters that we're going to see. And it's going to be like, oh, no. Like, we're going to put this in a movie. This is going to be a huge movie. Um, Based on the look, she kind of fits it. But, like, reading the casting, they said uh, 20 to 40-year-olds are what they were looking for. And I'm pretty sure Angelina Angelina Jolie is uh, close to her 50s. No, I think she's my age. Angelina Jolie is your age. I think so. Get the fuck out of here. Let's research that to the IMDb database. If she's database. anything, she's like 41. No way. Angelina Jolie? Yeah. For real? How long has she been acting? Since she was a kid. I don't know, man. That's. But, but in the late 90s, she was like, what, 19? Maybe. Angelina Jolie is 43 years old. Okay, I said 41. Yeah. Okay. You also said your age. Oh, okay. <laughs> Initially, you said she was your age. All right, so she's 43. Um, a little older than what they were going for. If they said twenty to forty, you think thirty? Like right in the middle, you go. Let's get. A, like but a when solid you get 30. a a recognizable star like that, yeah, you're willing to bend. Do you think Disney's like she's coming back as Maleficent? Let's ride that train, and they kind of influenced us and said, you know, let's put Angie in there. I don't know. I mean, does she bring Shiloh and all the nine thousand Pit Jolie kids that they have? Isn't one of them Shiloh? Yeah, I think yeah, it's, it's that's a, one of her actual kids. Yeah, it's like also a Beagle's name from the early 90s, Shiloh. <laughs> so, you know, it is. I like the name Shiloh, actually. Remember in Grandma's Boy, you ever seen that movie? Yeah, David I love Spade, that movie. David Spade's character was Shiloh. Oh, yeah, he worked at the at vegan. The, yeah, was, they had like an ampersand in the spelling of his name. It was such a great, that's a great movie. Oh, I, I love that movie. It's a very, very underrated uh, Adam Sandler production. That, that movie holds dear to my heart. Yeah, man, Fat Jonah Hill sucking on a titty. Just one of those scenes where you're like, yeah, that's happening. That's a great movie. But uh, as far as my my thoughts on Angelina Jolie, uh, she kind of looks the part. Like based on what you see in the comics, Cersei is a pretty badass character. She can do some atomic manipulation. She's immortal. She's got the standard superhero endurance and durability and sturdiness and all the fun stuff. I don't know if Angelina Jolie is sturdy. No. Um, She's pretty frail. She's maybe 100 pounds, 120 pounds on a good day. I mean, back, what, 15 years ago? Oh, Taking Lives? Well, no, that was a great movie, but she was pretty um, fit in Tomb Raider. And won it. Yeah. Yeah, she was fit in those. And I'm not saying, like, she's not fit now. She's in good shape, but she's just 
a smaller statured woman. I kind of told you that she needs to go on the Nicole Kidman diet because Nicole Kidman kind of has the same body type as her. Tall, slender, very dainty. Um, She put on some muscle for for Aquaman. So it can be done. Uh, It's a huge name for Marvel to have in their back pocket. And she really commands the screen when she's on screen. So I think, I mean, she's a legitimate like... She's an A-lister. Yeah. Angelina Jolie is an A-lister. Because there's a lot of times that people, like, they can't really act. She can act. Yeah, and you get her for a, a franchise that is uh, potentially unknown to most people. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like when you got Zoe Saldana and Chris uh, Chris Pratt, who was popular uh, for Guardians of the Galaxy. You know, that's a, you know, you know Zoe Saldana. Yeah. Uh, you might not know her name, but you see her face in, like, every movie. So it was good for them to get her. But Angelina Jolie might honestly be is she the biggest star that they've had to lead just yeah i mean th- we got big stars now but yeah. they weren't when they were cast scarlett johansson was a big big star yeah with um like lost in translation don Cheadle was pretty big with hotel rwanda uh bar ruffalo was a large uh a bigger actor actor uh but i don't know man angie's a she might be the biggest a big draw and now you see like she's on like the the back burner of a list now because of the superhero and the marvel franchise like Robert Downey Jr. to us is a the big one of the biggest actors yeah. alive. Chris uh, Evans, yeah, all the Chris's for, yeah. for that matter. Um, so it's one of those things that you just I feel like they were like we need Angelina Jolie before DC gets her because she could, I mean she could honestly play a Catwoman in the nineties. Yeah, uh, if you go older Batman, she's Catwoman. So it's good that they they landed her before uh, Warner Brothers did, and not not a knock against Warner Brothers because we both love Shazam, but that's also not what we're here for, Chuck. We're going to talk Eternals whenever we get a release date from it. Um, and I'm pretty excited that we're getting new news because this is honestly the, the first post-Phase 3 that we've gotten. Yeah. We don't know if Black Panther is going to happen, Black Panther 2 is going to happen, Doctor Strange, all that shit. We don't know if that's going to happen. We just know that Avengers Endgame is going to happen, Spider-Man is going to happen, and boom, Endgame comes out, or um, Eternals comes out. So that's cool. Uh, I'm excited for it, but we'll talk about that in probably 2020 if we're a podcast yeah. by then. Who knows? Um, and also, this is releasing on April Fool's Day. And yeah. I was I was going to think of like a real fun, like, oh, this is our last episode. And we do the whole the whole episode like it was a great last episode. But honestly, uh, I don't think anybody outside of this room is going to care if it's our last episode. <laughs> so uh, happy April Fool's Day if you're listening to it. And if you're listening to it late, uh, you missed it. So let's just talk TV. We'll go into that. Yep. And we'll start on April Fool's Day. Got two series, uh, both of which I'm sure we're both going to watch. Uh, Legends of Tomorrow is returning from its hiatus at a new time slot uh, on CW at 8 p.m. Um, I honestly don't know where to pick up from there. I don't remember what the fuck happened. I know you Puppets. don't. Yeah, but I know you don't like that annoying girl that's with that fell in love with the, like the chupacabra. Mona or something. Yeah, Moana. We'll call her Moana. It's, I, it's definitely Mona. But like she, I hated her. she's into like the the ancient bestiality. Like yeah. she loves all the the hairy men that turn into like uh, you know El Kukui. You know, one of those things. Uh, are you pumped for this to come back? I, I do like it. Last season was... It's not even... Like, this is first season still. This is the season. It's a hiatus. Oh, okay. Remember, they started yeah. right before Arrow. Yeah, okay. So, the, the last half season was really weird. Yeah, man. Some shows get three-week breaks. Legends of Martyrs gets five months off. Like, ah, we'll shoot you, you guys later. And you know what? Like, they really... They always had a comedic tone. They really put it on this season. Yeah. It's like the bro hour for superheroes. And that's, and I'm glad we got Constantine, but he don't fit in that. No, uh, but, you know, I think this is just 
re- refreshing the character. A lot of people are saying that DC Universe is actually going to take Constantine after this run and make a series. I don't know if you you heard that. Yeah, I did. I think we actually texted about that. And I think, and he, I'm hoping he shows up in Swamp Thing. He should. Um, or uh, season two of Titans. Yeah. You never. Or you don't know where he could Finn is Star Girl. Who the fuck I knows mean, where she? But Swamp it's Thing. A, Swamp Thing is the quintessential Constantine yeah. segue. And hopefully, you know, it works, and we'll see. But maybe not. Maybe he shows up in Stargirl with Blue Devil. It could happen. I know you're excited for Ian Zerling. I want to see how... It's going to be ridiculous. They make him look. It's going to be absolutely ridiculous. But uh, you're on board for this, right? Oh, definitely. This goes back to the DVR. You're going to try to watch it live. If not, you'll watch it on DVR. Next one is uh, the first new property that I'm aware of or hyped for on CBS All Access, and that's uh, The Twilight Zone. And yes. it's hosted by Jordan Peele and will feature episodes with Tracy Morgan, Stephen Yun, Seth Rogen, Kunal Nanjiani, Tiesa Farmiga, and many more. And it will premiere on CBS All Access. The first two episodes will be available and then begin distribution on April 11th. You excited for this? I am. Actually, AG is very excited. Yeah, the first two episodes are based off of the I think 1983 Twilight Zone movie. Yeah. And they're remaking it. And I think your boy Tracy Morgan's in it. I love Tracy. How the hell does he fit into this? I don't know. But it's, it's going to be the most ridiculous episode. Did him. you see he got a animated role? Yeah, he's uh, in Scooby Doo. Yeah, Captain Caveman. Oh my god. Yeah, I used to love Captain Caveman, and it, it fits. Like it, when I think of Captain Caveman, I think of Tracy Morgan's voice. <laughs> like just a wild. He has a cartoon voice. Yeah, I've watched him on Tanked. You ever you know that fish show? He's on that. Yeah, he got an octopus, and he got an octopus tank. <laughs> And he's just like, come on, man, you know it's me. And that's a terrible Tracy Morgan. I would love to sit down and have a beer with Tracy Morgan. Honestly, I don't think you'd get past Hey, and he would just start talking. Yeah. Or how about how he sued Walmart. I really want to watch The Last OG. Yeah, it's on Netflix. I think at least first season is. Uh, I think it's a TBS show, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, the first season's on Netflix. Second season's coming out. Maybe when um a lot of my our stuff is ending soon. I don't know, man. Based off of this episode, a lot of stuff is coming back. So, there are the two episodes. Are you watching Twilight Zone? Uh, I, th- I think so. I think I'm going to uh, get CBS All Access. Oh, you're going to bite the bullet and spend the money? Yeah. I'm waiting till probably the end of the season, spending the seven or the free seven days, binging the hell out of it, binging the hell out of STD too. Yeah. And then we'll be good to go. And then we can sum it up. Who the fuck knows what I'm going to do? Uh, the next, next show is April 4th. Another one of our shows is returning, 10 episodes, uh, Cloak and Dagger, Season 2. I think a lot of people forgot about it. <laughs> it returns to free form, and Season 2 will continue to focus on the divine pairing of Cloak and Dagger, as well as introduce the alter ego of Bridget O'Reilly, uh, who is Mayhem. And Mayhem was created by Bill Matlow and Rick Leonardi in Cloak and Dagger Volume 2, Number 5, in 1986. And Mayhem has the ability to breathe toxic gas that produces multiple effects and has retractable talons and can levitate. Don't think we're going to see that last part. Uh, or Talons. I think yeah. she's just going to have long nails. Where are you at with Cloak and Dagger Season 2? Uh, season 1 was good. Yeah. Uh, they were, I, I will tell you, you know, we've texted about this. I think we talked about it. Thandy Newton, what's her name? No, Thandy Newton's a real person. Uh, Thandy from Cloak and Dagger, Cl- uh, Dagger was yeah. the most unlikable character yeah, in that by, entire uh, show. Yeah, Olivia Holt. Yes. So unlikable. Uh, you hated I, her. I hated her in the show. I, I, I don't hate the person. I hate the character. Uh, and that's, you know, I don't know if we were designed to hate her. Yeah. Uh, because she, she's your hero. But my God, man, I was very, very, like, off on that. And then, like, the last, it, it was a slow build because it was, like, the teasing mm-hmm. of everything. And the last episode was actually pretty dope. 
and then you bring in mayhem like i remember that last scene she emerges from like the swamp yeah and she's glowing green and you're like what the fuck and it's like mayhem like they didn't even wait until comic-con it was just like no. mayhem they didn't it wasn't no like little spoiler or anything mm-hmm. like that they were just like we're doing mayhem. Yeah, this shit's happening. And it sounds cool. I saw the trailer uh, on, geez, when did I see the trailer? Yesterday, maybe? Yeah. And it looks really good. Like, it looks like they kind of toned it up a little bit. They're speeding it up a little bit. Like, we're not going to have that buildup of mayhem. It rem- kind of reminds me of what they did in Iron Fist Season 2 with uh, Alice Eve's character, mm-hmm. Typhoid Mary, where it was like Mary and then, like, I can't remember her name, Butch. We'll call her Butch. Um, and it was like a whole different alter ego kind of thing. I'm on board for this. Where are you with this? Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah, season one was good. Did you like season one? Yeah, I did. Yeah. It wasn't, like, fantastic, but I enjoyed it. Yeah, and, like, normally, uh, this and a couple other series are going to be coming out that we would do solo episodes for, for the season two. But April is so chock full of so much stuff, like, we can't even get through it. Yeah, we don't Because, like, we, you think about it, we we had Shazam, Dumbo in the latter weeks, two weeks ago, right? And we would have probably done a Twilight Zone episode for this episode, and then leading forward, we would have had cloak and dagger and the next two series that we're going to talk about april 5th uh april 5th is going to be i'm going to be i don't think i'm gonna sleep april 5th We've got chilling adventures of season two uh of sabrina season two returning or part two returning to netflix i am 100 on board with this yeah. it's was my, it was my favorite show of the last quarter of 2018 it was awesome it, it was really good i binged the hell out of it yeah chelsea and i watched it in a day like part one we just laid there and watched it and it was from the moment where they're like, you just need to hail Satan, I was like, this is all, I'm 100% on board with this. And it's dark, it's sexy, it's not Riverdale. I mean, it could be Riverdale. I don't, you know, I've watched a couple episodes of Riverdale in my day now, and uh, it's dark and sexy, but Satan's not in there. And I'm, uh, I'm, on, I'm there for it. And it seems like there's going to be a lot more witch orgies, <laughs> which seem to be all right. And, you know, goat people emerging from the woods. Uh, I'm on board with this. Are you on board with this? 100%. Yeah, family show? You know, nah. sit, sit down with everybody and call the mother-in-law over and you're going to watch uh, Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. I think you watched it before me a couple of episodes. I was like, hey, can AG watch it? You were like, no. Yeah, I'm usually the screener for you. Yeah. Like, as you know, the first thing I do is uh, put my active geek hat on and I jump right in and you're like, yo, just got done work. How, what episode are you on? Seven? And I'm like, no, I'm on four, but there's uh, she's naked in the tub right now. And you're like, oh, I can't watch it with Alana. Now you got to watch it from the secrecy of your, your dump castle when you're, <laughs> when you're pooping. This is one of those things, but I'm very excited for that. And season two of The Tick, which returns the same day, yeah. April 5th, Prime Video. I love The Tick. We yes. did a Tick episode. The first season is amazing. Alan Tudyk has Danger Boat was phenomenal. Uh, season two is shaping up to be even better. You know, you're going to explore more of The Tick's origin. Uh, Tinfoil Hat Kevin is going to be in there. Are you excited for season two of The Tick? Yeah, definitely. I mean, when we went back, go back all the way to October 2017. When we went to New York Comic Con. Well, you are quoting, I, I can't even remember that. No, I can't. We sat on the panel. And watched it, and we were like, oh. And then it took a while for it. Like, they did, like, an episode, and then it took months just to get. Because they reshot it. Yeah. They reshot the entire series. And I really liked it. Yeah, I, I watched it way later. I think I finished it, like, two months ago. Really? Yeah. Did you, I think you fell into the, the, the same thing that I knew you were going to fall into. It went on hiatus again. And then it was like, boom, all of our shows came on. Yeah. Because it was like, I think it was out in like August. Or maybe, no, I think it might have been out in May. Yeah. So, it, man, it's so good. It's it's not fresh in my mind, but I love the, I love every new character that we weren't used to. 
Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping we start to see more familiar characters from the Patrick Warburton show with like Batman Well and more of these characters. Well, they weren't made for they they were made for the show. They were made for the show. They weren't in the comics. Yeah, but Danger Boat, you think, you know, I don't know if a, a homosexual boat oh, was uh, was meant for the the comics, you know what I mean? I mean, Alec Tun Alec Tunink. <laughs> That's his new name, Alec Tunick. <laughs> He's a particle. Alan Tudyk, he is the go-to man. Yeah, for everybody, DC, Disney. So, what do you think that says about him? Do you think that he just loves the work, or do you think he's cheap? That he's the go-to guy. I think he's just good at what he does. Is all right. So, is he the modern day? And I know this person's not dead yet, but is he the modern day Billy West? I was thinking more like Jim Cummings. Yeah, Jim Cum- Cummings too, and they're both alive. Yeah, um, probably both are going to be at the Great Philadelphia Comic Con <laughs> yeah, in Oaks, PA. But um, is he? He's, he's up there. Like he's got to be Mount Rushmore of getting oh. to Mount Rushmore of voice actors. And, and it's only been in the past couple years. Yeah, like he he's done Disney stuff for you know five six years, but then really like Disney's putting him in everything. Yeah, and like for the most part, you knew him as firefly he was in firefly yeah. you knew him from that and then you're like oh wait he does all these voices he was fucking hey hey in moana he played yeah. a chicken like and he didn't make it he just made noises yeah. hey, hey didn't have any words but you know he he like you said he is the go-to and now he's iago yeah in aladdin we talked about that on our uh, one of our episodes probably the march episode we got that news but man it's huge man just for him to be everywhere we need he we need him in marvel yeah he ha- didn't he have a brief cameo that was cut in Guardians two? I think, I think him and Nathan Fillion. Yeah, I think so. But he was also in Deadpool, he, Deadpool two, him yeah. and um, Matt Damon. Yeah. So technically, he's been Marvel DC. Uh, it'd be really cool if he was in Hellboy coming out April twelfth that we're yeah. gonna talk about. But who knows? He'll make his way there. But yeah, him as the homosexual boat yeah, that man. fell in love with Arthur. Oh my god, that was so good. It was awesome, man. Gay danger boat. Who would have thought that? And he was a voyeur too. He yeah. was watching Arthur in the shower. <laughs> yeah. Oh man! And he was like, "Hey, do you?" And then like he turned the jet on and yeah, like, he's like, "Do you like this in your butt?" Like, oh come <laughs> on, man, this is so weird. It but it works. It works in that universe. Yeah. Like if you see it in any other show, it doesn't work. Like could you imagine RoboCop taking taking a shower and that should happen? Or Judge Dredd? It doesn't work that way. But I thought you were saying Judge Judy. No, <laughs> I've seen one. No. Uh, but you know it's one of those things like you just look at it and say like the tick is a very weird world yeah uh, we don't know his origin he doesn't know his origin it's based off of just pure crazy it's like a schizophrenic delusion what the tick world is i mean it was really a parody yeah it, it still is a parody and you're just introducing new heroes and new villains and it, it just it works so i am very very excited for season two if you have to pick between the two Right off the bat, which one are you watching? Because they have, well, you have to pick between the two. Sabrina comes out the same day as the tick. Which one do you start watching? That's tough. I never thought I'd say it. I'm picking Sabrina. Yeah, I probably would too. But you know what's going to happen? I'm going to watch the tick first because I'm going to watch it at work. <laughs> because it's kid friendly. I can show my clients the tick. And I can show them Danger Boat. And some of them are going to start having delusions about Danger Boat. <laughs> like their van's going to try and have sex with them. You never know what's going to happen. The next one. Uh, it's the last one that comes out on the 5th. Um, I don't know if you've heard about this. It's called Warrior. No. Uh, it premieres on Cine- uh, Cinemax at 10 p.m. It has nothing to do with our niche, right? This is, It's not geeky, but like this is an icon. It's a really cool kind of story. Uh, Warrior's based on the writings by Bruce Lee. 
uh, and is set during the Tong Wars in San Francisco in the late 1800s. So period piece, you like that. Mm -hmm. Uh, You love Asian culture. Yep. So 1900s America, Asian culture, uh, warrior writing based off the stories that Bruce Lee wrote in journals and stuff. You on board with this? Would you watch this? Uh, I don't see footage. I honestly don't even know if I have Cinemax, but I think I'm going to watch this. No, I don't. I didn't have stars for a minute, and then <laughs> I called Xfinity. They're like, "Oh yeah, we do include stars," and stars is back on there for American Gods. I'm going to give it a shot because uh, I do like Bruce Lee. I like. I've always yeah. liked him. Um, I'm not into like I'm not Karate Man, but I've like I've always wanted to do shit like that, and um, I like original stories. So I want to see what his brain was like because mm-hmm. you know he was taken a little, a little too soon. So is his son, but. I just want to know what like the inner workings of a like a Zen master karate kung fu expert. What go, what kind of stories is is he writing? You know mm-hmm. what I mean. And you think about like athletes and you know uh, people it, that you wouldn't really normally see as writers or storytellers, and you see someone like Kobe Bryant, right? He wins an Oscar, yeah, for his animated short. And now he's doing all this stuff, and uh, now you see Bruce Lee's coming out with like they're coming out with Bruce Lee stuff. So I don't know, maybe it's the the dawn of a, a new millennium, a new uh, age. Not the dawn of Aquarius, but just a, a dawn of a new age where athletes are going to get a little, their voices are going to be heard a little more. I'll check back on, uh, what, April 6th. Yeah. Our next our next episode, I'll check back. Uh, April 11th uh, is a show I don't think you have any interest in, but it seems pretty cool and it could be a good jumping off point to a, a summer binge if you want to do that. It's called Black Summer. You ever hear about Black Summer? No. Um, it premieres on Netflix and Black Summer is the prequel to the sci-fi now canceled series Z Nation. And will star Jamie King. Oh, okay. Um, I was not on the Z Nation train. Yeah. Uh, it was definitely, it felt like a parody to The Walking Dead. It had a huge fan base. Um, a lot of people were, were in love with it. They thought it was better than The Walking Dead. Storylines were a little more creative. Uh, I know Chris Hardwick's wife, Lydia Hurst, was in it. Uh, I'm probably going to watch this. I've, I've never, I don't think I've seen anything Jamie King's in. And I always think that she's the one from My Name is Earl. But that's Jamie Presley. Um, right? Is that her name? Yeah. But I, I know Jamie King. She's she hasn't done stuff lately. Yeah, well, I'll, I'm gonna watch it. I think I'm gonna watch Black Summer. You think you're gonna give it a shot? Nah, probably not. No, you're not. Are you a zombie guy? I like Walking Dead. Yeah, Shaun, right. Shaun of the Dead, Zombie Land. All right, I'll I'll binge it or I'll watch it. Okay, which means I'm gonna watch the whole thing, and I'll let you know okay. if you're gonna like it because I think I have an idea of what you're into. Yeah, I think our our friend your our friend years our friendship has been. Uh, substantial amount of years where I can kind of know what you're into. And yeah, you did a, that with The Expanse. Yeah, and I knew you weren't going to like it. I watched one episode. And you're like, not for me. Yeah. And there's, we have an opportunity to meet some of the cast. Who knows? We might have them on the show. You can tell them how much you hated The Expanse. <laughs> and also, if you're if you're a fan of Expanse, go back into our archives and Galaxy Wars archives and listen to Dan, uh, our Daniel Abraham episode, uh, the writer of The Expanse, yeah. on half of J.A. Corey. So that's also pretty cool that we've interviewed him. The next one, is April 14th, uh, and I, April is a huge month for geeks. Mm-hmm. Um, it's an ending of two eras. April 14th is the ending of the Game of Thrones era. Yes. At least the, the main story, right? The Song of Ice and Fire, because we're going to get the prequels, and who the hell knows what's going to go on with them. But Game of Thrones returns to HBO for its final season after what seems to be a 40-year <laughs> hiatus. Um, you on board with this? You excited? Yes. Binge yeah. watch? You can't binge watch it, but they're like 80-minute episodes yeah. now. Um, I'm very, very excited for this. It's uh, a series I've read all the books. I want to know what happens. Uh, George R. R. Martin doesn't know what's going to happen. And we could have done an episode on this, but it would probably take in five hours to kind of recap what happened. And I think what we're going to do is after the season 
is over, we're going to do a Game of Thrones series review. Wow. And we're going to discuss it. And we can talk about like our favorites. And that might happen maybe in August when it's like there's no good movies coming out. So we can watch all this stuff over again or maybe watch snippets. But, man, I am on on board with this. Who do you think sits on the Iron Throne at the end of the, the season? Jon Snow. You think Jon Snow? I don't think anybody's going to sit on it. No? Uh, because I think it's just going to the, – the realm is going to be destroyed. I mean this is a war and there's going to be a lot of backstabbing because Cersei's involved. And you got the Night King. You don't know what's going to happen to him. If I did have to pick somebody, it, I'm going to say probably Jon or Daenerys. Like, they have the best chance of sitting on it, but I would not be surprised if Cersei was sitting on it. She survived this long from orchestrating this whole thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I, could see, I could see her sitting there, and I could see myself crying once Tyrion dies. It's gonna be a sad, that's going to be a sad death if he mm-hmm. dies. He'll probably be the only one I cry for, honestly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and maybe if Ghost dies, because I named my cat after him. So, who knows? April 15th, the next day, Arrow returns after what seems to be a two-week break. Uh, and Metacritic made sure to say that it's coming back. Um, returns from its break, and it's at 9 o'clock now. So, again, Arrow is always the one that's like, eh, we want to put you on Thursday. But now we're going to put you on Monday. You were at 8, now you're at 9. They always get their times confused. That means they got to stay up an hour later. I'm usually in bed by 8.30, <laughs> 9 o'clock. And, uh, you know, what, what are your thoughts on Arrow season, what, six right now? Yeah. No, season seven. Seven. Season seven. What are your thoughts on Arrow season seven? Um, I like it. Yeah, it's, uh, the, it's be- the beginning was very slow. Yeah. And uh, I, the thing I don't like about it is the flash forwards. Because it kind of just proves everything that we're watching is pointless. Yeah. Like, it's, it's kind of inevitable that Star City is going to turn into a shithole and the Glades is going to... You know, you already know what Dinah's destined for and Felicity and, and Wild Dog. And we, you know, at this point, we kind of think that Oliver's dead. So you, you're kind of ruining what we're watching with these flash forwards. And a couple episodes ago, the whole episode was a flash forward. Yeah, where they're going, like, to Eyes Wide Shut masquerade parties. Yeah. Uh, and she, like, Mia Smoke choking out a dude, fucking giggling. Yeah. I was like, oh, man, she's a, she's a sadist. And, and Nisa. How about Nisa? Uh, hasn't aged? No. At all? No. Like she was, uh, I mean, she just, uh, Katrina Law just had yep. a baby. And you, like, you're like, oh, maybe she's a little thicker than that. But it's because she was pregnant when she shot the scenes. <laughs> or uh, right after her baby. So she hadn't lost the baby weight. So I don't know. Um, the one thing I do know is that in Arrow Season 7, uh, Colton Haynes in the future gets chubby. <laughs> so that's, that's really all I know. But who am I to talk about it? Uh, April 24th, we go almost 10 days without a new premiere. And it's a show I know you have no interest in. Uh, Cobra Kai season two premieres on YouTube premium first season was stellar Uh, Dan I know you're listening I know you fucking love Cobra Kai so I know you are pumped for this Uh, I actually am very pumped for this as well and uh, it's good to see them all back on the con circuit like um, Daniel LaRusso what the fuck is his real name Ralph Macchio Ralph Macchio I was about to quote Tommy Tommy Lasorda (laughs) Ralph Macchio uh, is doing the this concert and so Zapka like it's really cool to see all these guys I wish uh, Mr. Miyagi was still alive yeah. I would have met Mr. Miyagi yeah, so if he did I. a concert I would have met him met the hell out of him we met Christopher Lloyd could you imagine 80s icons Christopher Lloyd and Master Miyagi uh, Mr. Miyagi Mr. Miyagi in the same dual picture <sighs> me and you mm. the 80s nostalgia we're the best out of New Jersey from the 80s <laughs> and they're the best out of like almost the best out of the 80s as far as comics go 
Uh, so we're going to move two days or the next day and again another show I don't think you've ever watched an episode for that you don't care about but I want to put this out there to remind Tom that it's coming back it's Top Gear it premieres oh, yeah. on, it premieres on BBC America at 9pm um, I'm a fan of Top Gear I am not a religious fan with it like I don't watch it all the time I've seen bits and pieces of it it's fun um, I know you have no interest in it. Never seen an episode. So we'll move on. April 26th, uh, a TV show called Chambers debuts on Netflix. Have you heard about Chambers? No. Great. Um, Chambers is a horror drama starring Uma Thurman, who I feel oh, like really? we haven't seen in a hot minute, and uh, Tony Goldwyn, and centers around a 10-year-old heart donor who is their daughter who may not be as dead as she once thought. So if it's anything like House of or Hill, House on Hill, Hill House... Haunting yeah. of Hill House. There we go. God, such a confusing name. Uh, housing of... See, housing. The Haunting of Hill House. If it's anything like that show, um, I feel like this is going to be good. Yeah, that, uh, was, that show was really good. And Netflix has been putting out some pretty good original horror. And it's a horror drama, so it's probably going to be a little slow. But I'm pretty pretty pumped for this. I like Uma Thurman. Haven't seen her in a hot second. You going to watch this? It might be something in the wife watches. It be like a late binge. Yeah, probably. Late night binge. AG's asleep. You and Danielle just curl up in your bed. You're watching it. Yeah. You get scared. She holds you. The next one is another show you don't care about. April 26th, She-Ra and the Princess of Power. Season 2 premieres, or part 2 premieres on Netflix. Did you watch any of it? No. I watched all of it. And I'm afraid, I'm embarrassed to announce that I've watched all of She-Ra. again, you screened it and said I would hate it, so I didn't watch it. But AG would love it. Um, I absolutely hated it. Um, I'm going to watch part 2, though. (laughs) Because <laughs> I want to know if He-Man appears. I just want to get to the point where He-Man appears. And then that's it. That's all of uh, our TV. That's a lot of TV. That's a lot of TV. Um, April is like the the fall premieres. That's when everything happens. Or spring, or spring the premieres. spring premieres start to happen. So you're going to see a lot of that. And it also is uh, kind of ramping up for, for movies. So let's just jump right into the movies. We'll go yes or no. You're going to see it. Pet Cemetery, based off the horror novel by Stephen King. Directed by Kevin Kolsch and Dennis Widmer. And it stars Jason Clark, John Lithgow, and Amy Semitz, and it comes out April 5th. Yes or no? Yes. Absolutely. Theater movie? Stream it? Netflix it? Probably theater. Theater. I'm probably going to see it in a theater, too. And it's approaching. It's at the end of this week. Yeah. It's next Friday. Um, and I'm glad the movie that was coming out on next Friday, we've already seen, and that's Shazam. We don't have to talk about it, uh, but you can see our episode 165. So if you want to talk about Shazam, it's right before Dumbo. We, we saw it. We loved it. Um, we're not going to give any spoilers because it's still not out after this. But And on Dumbo, we gave a little, little hype up. Yeah, a little hype up. Like, get ready to go see it. And it's certified fresh. Yep. 97%, I think, right now, which yeah. is awesome. Uh, who would have thought a Zachary Levi-fronted comedy superhero movie <laughs> would be a 97%? That's higher than most of the Marvel movies. Yeah. That's, which is awesome. Good for him. Um, but the question I do have, which movie is going to make the most of those open of those two opening the same day? Hmm. Um, probably Shazam. Really? Because of the hype up? Yeah. Because the active geek hike, hype up? Of course. New Jersey's going to crush it with Shazam. Uh, <laughs> and so is all the thousands of listeners we have. Um, I think Pet Cemetery is going to do it. Because I think the, that one day, a lot of people saw Shazam. So the, the diehards already saw it. See, I, I think the opposite. I think the word of mouth is going to get it. Is going to get it. Either way, I hope they're both successful because they both look like they're going to be great movies. Yep. And Shazam looks amazing. Um, Pet Cemetery looks scary as shit, and it does. Lo- and looks creepy. Like the kids with masks, anything with kids and horror 
kind of creeps me out, but uh, I'm definitely going to see it. And who knows? Maybe uh, if Tom doesn't see it, maybe you and I can give a little review on an episode oh, after we see it. The next one is April 12th, which maybe the the next the next movie I see is going to be Hellboy. Yeah. Um, and we're not going to talk a lot about it, but we will be doing a full episode next week. Um, so you're going to see it in theaters. If you're not doing it, it might be a bro date. It might be a bro date. Um, I'll see if Chelsea wants to see it. She's into this stuff too, but who knows? Um, the next movie is Master Z. Ip Man Legacy, directed by Wu Ping Yen, and uh-huh. it's uh, starring Yin Zhang, Dave Bautista, Michelle Yeoh, and Tony Jaa. You, see, you ever see any of the Ip Man? You mean IP Man? Ip. The, the, I thought it was IP. It's not intellectual property, man. <laughs> it's Ip Man. No, I've never seen it. It's good. If you like kung fu movies and just awesome fighting, watch it at your leisure. I heard they're great. They are fantastic. Just get ready. It's it's a whirlwind. And I'm sure Scott Atkins is in it. <laughs> Because he's literally in everything. Uh, the next one is uh, a movie that every time I see the trailer, I start to like it a little bit more. And at first I was like, oh, this looks like garbage. And then I found out what studio was producing it. And it's Missing Link. Uh, it's the newest one from Lakai Studios. We've been talking about it for, we love Lakai. Yeah. Um, Mr. Link recruits explorer Sir Lionel Frost to help him find his long lost relatives in the fabled valley of Shangri-La. It's directed by Chris Butler. Um, I believe this is his big debut. He was the writer for Paranorman, which I loved, yeah. and Kubo and Two Strings, which I also loved. And it stars Hugh Jackman, Zoe Saldana, Emmy, uh, Emma Thompson, who just won Best Actress, uh, Zach Galifianakis, and Timothy Oliphant. You going to see this? I would like to see it in theaters. AG has no desire to see it, so it'll probably wait till home video. It looks ridiculous, and I think it just came at the wrong time because we had Small Foot, we had the, like, the Abdominable movie. Yeah. And then this, you're like, is this a Sasquatch movie? Because, like, is Miss, is Mr. Link, is he, like, Cro-Magnum Man? Where you're like, oh, he's the missing link to the DNA. Like, he's missing. You know, it, it kind of looks like he's Bigfoot. Yeah. And he's going on a train ride to Shangri-La. In a suit. Yeah, but and it's Zach Galifianakis. Like, he opens his mouth. He's like, hey, guys. Yeah. Like, I just picture, you know, Alan from The Hangover. Yeah. Just, like, bottomless. Just walking around, just, like, drunk out of his mind. That's how I picture Zach Galifianakis all the time. Not Baskets, not any other movie that he's done. It's The Hangover. Yeah. It's how I see him. But his wonderful hair, Carlos on his chest. And he's um, the Joker. Yeah, he, yeah, he is the Joker. Well, Lego Joker. A lot of people have been the Joker lately. But he's he's been an okay Joker. Let's go April 19th. Um, a movie I'm super pumped about. I'm sure you're not going to see it. Uh, the Curse of La Llorona. Mm, home video. Home video. Um after ignoring an eerie warning from a woman suspected of child endangerment, a social worker and her kids are drawn into the supernatural realm. Uh, this is part of the Conjuring universe. It's directed by Michael Chavez. It stars Linda Cardinal, uh, Cardellini, Sean Patrick Thomas, who I haven't seen since Save the Last Dance, yeah. uh, Tony Amendola, Marisol Ramirez, and Raymond Cruz. Your home video in this. Yeah. Um, I am 100% seeing this in theaters. Even if Chelsea didn't want to. One, it's part of the Conjuring universe. I love it. It's horror. Two, it's got a social work vibe to it. And I'm a social worker. So it kind of like gives me that like, oh shit, like this could have been me. Like listen, I've had to do, and I'm not going to talk for long because we have a lot of comics to talk about. Um, but I I used to have to do home visits in uh, Chester County, Pennsylvania. Yeah. And I had to take kids out of their house. Oh. Which is not fun. I, and I applaud everybody from DHS and all that stuff that has to do it. But it wasn't for me. 
if I ever had to go to a house that a child was beaten, right, or accused of being beaten, and this this weird woman decided to put a Mexican curse on me about some woman that's going to kill me, no, no. <laughs> like, all I know is now I know uh, La Llorona, stay away from that if someone puts a curse on that, and the Baba Yaga. So those are, I know Russian lore, and I know, I'm assuming this is Mexican lore. Yeah. And if I'm not, that's extremely racist. <laughs> but there, there are two things. That, like if I ever went to a Russian house and they're like, get away or the Baba Yaga comes. I'm like, oh, fuck, you know what? Have a good one. <laughs> you know, I'm pulling for Putin or something. I'm like put on my, like, uh, was it a hammer and a sickle? And just walk <laughs> out like real, real coolly and calm. Yeah, man. I wish. A little part of me just wishes that shit would have happened to me. Like someone tried to put a curse on me. And I oh, don't it would have been so that. awesome, man. Could you imagine? Could you imagine? We could have turned that into a movie. We would, podcasts would just be for fun, not trying to turn this into a business because I got all my La La Rona, Baba Yaga movie money. <laughs> Come on, man. That would have been awesome. So that's a home video for you. That's a definitely must watch for me. April 26th comes the day, the ending of what is the biggest era of my life. I thought I cried when Harry Potter ended. I'm probably going to cry at the end of this movie three hours after it uh, because it's a three-hour and like two-minute movie. They might have an intermission. All I'm going to say, Avengers Endgame. Oh, my God. You're going to go see this in theaters? No, nah, it's going to be a home video. I thought so. <laughs> I, th- I thought so. I have, no. it, I have it set up on my Fandango app to send me alert when... The tickets go on sale. I did the same thing. I cannot wait for this movie. And we're going to do a full episode. It's not going to be a preview. Because everybody listening to this episode knows what is happening. We don't need to recap. We're going to predict what's going to happen. Ooh. And we predict wrong in every movie lately. No, we did good with Shazam. Yeah, Captain Marvel, not so good. No. Um, but we are going to 100% predict what, what we think is going to happen. And maybe respond to some weird rumors that are out there about... Uh, Marvel's Avengers Endgame. Do you think you're going to cry in this? I think I'll get sad. I don't cry at movies very often. This might be the best film franchise to ever be on movies. Ever. Ever. And I believe they're calling it the Infinity Saga. This is the best franchise ever. Um, And maybe we are sucking the teeth of Marvel. I said we'd be doing a lot of Marvel milk covering us. But... It's it's beautiful from start yeah. to finish. There's some duds in there, but, not duds, just but, like not good ones. Yeah. Uh, but when you think of like other franchises like Star Wars, yeah. you know, the thing is, the prequels. Yeah. And now the Last Jedi. You look at it, it was like they're the black eyes of it. You can't say, oh, Marvel is really great, and someone go, oh, well, Iron Man three is a trash. Like one out of thirty. You know what I mean? So uh, I'm so excited for this. We're gonna do a full episode uh, probably the week before the movie comes out so we will leave it at that and go into the last 20 minutes of the episode your favorite part of the 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 expedition that we go on each month comics yeah and i know you don't pick up any of the comics that we talk about other than the dc ones but i'm a glutton for punishment chuck (laughs) and uh i went through all of this and it is you know something's telling about this i was telling chelsea about it sitting there going through all the the comics that are out there and i'm like okay image four new properties dc no new properties marvel 565 goddamn properties and like i'm gonna read them and you're gonna be like come on not another one of these but like i'm pretty sure dc does not have any number ones coming out in april at all yeah like and that's huge like 
I just picked up um, a couple new number ones this year, uh, this month. I picked up the Grim Knight, mm-hmm. and I picked up Dial H for Hero, which is awesome. I'm glad they brought that back. And then I picked up a Milestone one, and I'm probably going to pick up another cover of it, Batman uh, Detective Comics 1000. Yeah. I went with, um, I know you haven't gotten yours yet, but no. I went with the Jim Lee one. It's just, okay. the, it's the basic bitch of the comic. It's, but it's so sick. I'll show it to you after. It's a wraparound. And like, Ooh. it was so hard for me to pick. Like, Frank Miller did one. Uh, Greg Coppola did one. Jock did one. All of our favorite artists did one. And I'm like, oh my God, what do I want? And I just went with the basic bitch. But I'm going to New York. I'm probably going to pick up Mid, uh, Midtown Comics exclusive up. If you want one, let me know. For $10, I might pick you up one. Okay. All right. So let's go to comics. April 3rd, first Wednesday, two days from when this post, if you're listening to it, when it posts, is the first new comic of April from Image Comics. It's called Section Zero. It's a number one of six, and it's by Carl Kessel and Tom Grummet. Okay. And have you ever heard of either one of them? No. Okay. Uh, Ground Zero, part one, a team of fearless adventurers uncovers the secret behind UFOs, monsters, and lost civilizations. It's Jack Kirby does the X-Files in the in this miniseries by one of comics' classic creative teams. Carl Kessel, who did Harley Quinn and Superboy, and Tom Grummet, The Death of Superman and Superboy, and some of the greatest alternative cover artists in the industry. Based on that, Kirby does X-Files. Tickle your fancy a little bit? It sounds kind of cool. It does sound kind of cool. Um, I believe there's a, uh, a preview that I'll send you the link for on this where, of the first issue. Okay. So you can check it out and see if you like it. This is actually... Um, I gave it one star out of if you get three stars I'm going to pick it up depending on how much money I'm going to spend that day I might pick it up uh, April 10th the following week is the first one from Marvel and I think there's like 46 more coming after on the same day and it's called War of Realms Journey into Mystery number one of five Marvel comics by Clint and Justine McElroy Clint and Justine McElroy and Andre Arroja any of them yeah all right uh, the creators of the blockbuster podcast, The Adventure Zone. You ever listen to The Adventure Zone? No, I have not. Never heard of it. Uh, bring their talents to Marvel for the wild romp through the War of Realms. Earth is at war, besieged by the army of the Frost Giants, Trolls, and Fire Goblins, and the mighty Thor is nowhere to be found. But could it be the key to turning the tide? Thor's baby sister, journey into the mystery with Spider-Man, Miles Morales, Hawkeye, Kate Bishop, Wonder Man, who I haven't seen in a comic in ages yeah. and balder the brave as they go on an epic quest to save earth's only uh to save earth's only hope and yes deal with diaper duty oh jeez so miles morales kate bishop who we may see in avengers yeah wonder man and balder the brave who i think was your high school name yeah go on a quest to find thor's baby sister and Andrus. No. No. <laughs> you looked at me so like you were longing for an answer. <laughs> and there's no. So you're not excited about that one? Not at all. All right. This is actually uh, a number one I'm going to pick up only because it might make some money. Uh, this is uh, called, I'm, I'm not getting War into the Journey of Realms. Uh, I'm getting this one. Uh, Major X, number one of six, from Marvel Comics, by Rob Liefeld. Oh. He's writing and directing. Uh, writing and uh, drawing. So you know, one, you're going to get really bad feet, a shit ton of patches, and everybody looks like they've been to like a Army-Navy store. <laughs> but his shit sells, like his number one sell. So part of me is like, I'll sit on this for a little bit, and Marvel will get desperate, and they'll make a Major X movie. You know what I mean? So maybe I'll get it. But uh, the question is, who is Major X? 
a mysterious new player enters the Marvel Universe and the X-Men are in his crosshairs. What is his mission and how can how can the man known as Cable hope to stop him? Writer-artist Rob Liefeld introduces a new wrinkle in the saga of Marvel's Mightiest Mutants. The mystery of Major X continues in issue number two as he forges union with Cable and races against time to save mutant kind from certain devastation. So it in the description for issue one, it already spoils issue one and tells you what's going to happen in issue two. Yeah. Are you going to pick up Major X? Probably not. When was the last time you bought a Rob Liefeld comic? Jeez, I don't know. If ever. It's fair to say if you have it. Yeah, probably. I don't know if I have. So this might be your first opportunity to buy one at face value. You know what? He did X-Force. He did. I had X-Force comics. Yeah. And I think he did the cable number one that you have. Oh, okay. So he might have actually had a couple. You might have actually had a couple. All right, let's go to the next one. Same day, April 10th. The classic Marvel team-up returns, and this one is called Marvel Team-Up Number 1, Marvel Comics by Eve Ewing and Joey Vasquez, and after a science demonstration at Empire State University goes awry, Miss Marvel and Spider-Man and themselves uh, find themselves tangled up in a same chaotic adventure. Is it destiny or disaster? Kamala Khan, Peter Parker. We could probably see this in the MCU going forward. You going to get this? No. All right. Hard pass from Chuck. I'm going to pass two. I think this might be the first one you're going to get, though. Symbiote Spider-Man number one by Peter David and Ibn Cola. And everyone knows that Spider-Man's infamous, infamous black suit would someday become the wicked web slinger called Venom. But what happened before Peter Parker discovered the black suit's sinister secret? Find out in this dynamic tale from comic legends Peter David and Greg Land. And during uh, set during the original black suit saga... This is an all-new tale that pits the wall-crawling wonder against the most mystifying of menaces, Mysterio. So we get a Spider-Man Mysterio comic right on the, the, the not the heels, but right on the eve of Spider-Man Homecoming. Is this anything you're going to pick up? Probably not. Not going to pick up Symbiote Spider-Man by Peter David. I'll, uh, I'll wait for you. You'll wait for me because you know I'm going to read it. Yep. All right. I'm glad I could be your uh, your surrogate for all the good entertainment coming out. Next one, we got double Star Wars uh, comics. Oh. Wow. Ugh, from a Star Wars fan. It's quite fun. Star Wars AOR, Grand Moff Tarkin number one Ooh. by Greg Pak and Mark Lamming. Are you getting it? I do like Grand Moff Tarkin. So you're going to get it? It's a number one. That's a possibility. Okay. The next one is Star Wars AOR, Princess Leia, number one, by Greg Pak and Chris Sprouse. That's a possibility. This is when she goes to Bausch. Okay. To be a bounty hunter. It's Leia the bounty hunter. Hmm. Hans and Carbonite. He's in Jabba's palace. That might be a, a pickup. All right. I can tell you this one's not going to be a pickup, but it might be for me. It's called Fair Lady, number one, from Image Comics, and it's by Brian Schrimmer and Claudia Balboni. Um, and every fantasy epic ends with a war, but what happens when the war is over? After posing as a man to join the army, Jenner Fouds returns home to the Feld for a new start as a fairman, a specially licensed private investigator, but sexism didn't end on the battlefield, and as the only fair lady, Jenner gets stuck with the cases nobody else wants. Hitting the streets to solve the Feld's overlooked mysteries, Jenner finds that the smallest case cases hide the biggest secrets spoiler alert jenner is actually bruce jenner are you aka caitlin jenner are you reading the fair lady number one you're gonna be shocked 
No. Yeah, I'm, I'm absolutely, you know, your, your sarcasm and your deadpan face said it all, <laughs> Chuck. I am not shocked. Um, I don't think they, honestly, I didn't think you were going to pick up any of these comics. So <laughs> I'm told you, I'm a glutton for punishment. Let's go April 17th. Star Wars Age of the Republic, number one from Marvel Comics by Mark Guggenheim, who we haven't heard that name in quite some time. Jonathan Adams, Cy Spurrier, Casper Wingard, and Andre Brocardo. They're artists and writers and whatnot. And it's a one-shot special featuring your favorite and unexpected characters from the original Star Wars trilogy. So this might be right up your alley. Move over Boba Fett. The most bounty, uh, most dangerous bounty hunter in the galaxy isn't who you think. The Cold War calculating assassin droid IG-88 has a deadly reputation. Wanted criminals should tremble in the fear because IG-88 will stop at nothing to get the job done. But where did it come from, Chuck? What does it want? Perfection might be a good place to start. And Cy Spurrier, who did Dr. And Casper Wingard, Dr. Afro Annual, bring the terrifying droid to life. So that's part one of it. You in on the IG-88, who's going to be voiced by Taika Waititi? Yes. Okay, in on that. Next one. The destruction of the Order and the death of his friends, Exile. No matter what he has endured, Yoda will always be a Jedi. Even in hiding on the isolated planet of Dagobah, far from the evil Empire's reach, a Jedi's work is never done. Mark Guggenheim and Andre Bricardo will pay the wise old master a visit. That's part two of this one shot. You still on board? Yeah, probably. Guggenheim writing a Yoda story. Yeah. Okay. Part three. The freedom-fighting Rebel Alliance has more than its fair share of heroes, like ace pilot Biggs Darklighter and Jack Porkins. But they've been fighting... Porkins, the, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, I'm getting it. But they've been fighting the evil Galactic Empire for a long time, and sometimes even noble warriors like Biggs and Porkins need a little rest and relaxation. Is anywhere truly free from the trials of the Galactic conflict? Writer and illustrator John Adams, the New Yorker and love romances, has the answer. So you're getting Yoda... IG-88, and Porkins, all in one one-shot. Are you picking this up? Hell yeah. I knew you would. This was the, when I'm going through it, I'm like, if anything screams Chuck, it's a Porkins comic. Yes, Porkins. You're wearing a Porkins shirt. It was uh, by happenstance. Yeah. I'm very happy that you wore that here. And uh, I'm not picking this one up because I don't read Star Wars comics, even if Porkins is in it. Now, if IG- they did a Greedo one-shot series where they said oh fuck porkins let's do greedo absolutely i mean they're gonna have to they have to they're not gonna touch greedo they gave ig88 and porkins well ig88 is about to be on a television show greedo is dead you know greedo is the most controversial figure in the star wars universe because we don't know if he shot first we're getting a porkins story yeah it's like it honestly it's porkins and darklighter it sounds like their romantic holiday it might it be. looks like they're gonna have sex on the beaches of End or the, the forest of Endor. It's a possibility. It's absolutely a possibility. You still gonna read it? Yes. Yeah, you're gonna be all about it. You're gonna write your fan fiction if it doesn't happen. That's gonna be the first publication from from Active Geek Productions. Chuck's fan fiction, Dark Lighter and Porkins. An erotic journey. I I'm on for it. I'm here for it, Chuck, and I would love to see it. So write it, draw it, do whatever you have to. Let's go one more Star Wars episode, uh, issue and a Star Wars TIE Fighter. Number one of five. Uh, and it's by Jody Hauser, who did Thrawn, uh, an awesome story. And a rogue, I'm pronouncing his name, it's R-O-G-E, Roj, Raj, Antonia. And enter Shadowing. Dun, dun, dun. The Emperor's Salvation, or the Empire's Salvation, the Rebellion's Doom. As the war against the Rebellion stretches on it, 
it is the innocent people of the Galactic Empire who are most at risk. An elite squadron of TIE fighter pilots is assembled to help pull protect imperial interest and hammer the emperor's fury down upon the treasonous and violent rebel alliance but how far is the untested team willing to go to preserve law and order are the pilots of shadow wing as loyal to the empire as they seem where are you at with this and now tie fighter comic it sounds like the most boring fucking storyline yeah. ever and i love jody hauser uh, if you ever have a chance read thrawn it's a it's a book you're gonna fucking lose your mind and wonder why that's not a story uh a movie Let's go April 4th, the last Wednesday of April, and we get Thanos... April 4th? Or April 24th, I'm sorry. Wow. Um, uh, Thanos, number one of six from Marvel by Tiny Howard and Ariel Olivetti, and spoiler alert, Thanos is dead, and he's executed by the deadliest assassin in the galaxy, his daughter Gamora. But before the relationship came to a bloody end, how did it begin? So it's essentially that little cutaway scene in Infinity War, where you find out, like, this is what's going on with Thanos and how he came and killed everybody in Gamora's yeah. planet. You want for this? is a six-part miniseries. Nah. It's the, you know, it's them just saying, hey, look, Thanos is going to die on the big screen, too. Why don't you read about it first? Like, you can justify his death. You'd be a little upset. So you're not in on that. Nah. I'm not in on it either. I'm honestly, out of all these new ones, I don't think I might pick up Section Zero and maybe I might pick up all the... Master X. Huh? Master X, yeah, maybe. Probably, just because I'm, like, prolonging some, like, a a retirement fund based on comics like an Mm -hmm. asshole. But um, the next one is Star Wars Galaxy Edge by Marvel. It's by Ethan Sachs and Will Slinney. And it called to adventure on the very edge of the galaxy. Now, this one's actually pretty cool, and I think I might pick this one up for collector's reasons. The comic tie-in to the theme park. Black Spire Outpost has long been frequented by smugglers, merchants, and travelers from every corner of the galaxy looking to make their score on the infamous black market or experience the exotic thrills only the remote world of Batu has to offer. Being like the infamous Doke Ondar, a proprietor of rare and one-of-a-kind antiquities, thrive on the unique opportunities which abound the lawless outpost at the very edge of the wild space. But the evil First Order has come to Batu, and the survival of the entire outpost is at stake. The road to Black Spire's possible salvation might begin in the past with a job Han Solo and his partner Chewbacca pulled for Doc Ondar. The newest chapter of the growing Star Wars saga begins in April. Are you picking this up? It's a possibility. Because of the, the story or the collector's reasons? Collector reasons. I knew it. I knew that was going to be it. And the last one, Chuck, is from Image Comics. It's Ascender, the Haunted Galaxy Part 1. And Ascender, the powerhouse, is from the powerhouse creative team of Jeff Lemire and Dustin Wynn. And launch an all-new sequel series to Descender, which was actually a really good storyline from Image, uh, with the launch of Ascender. So we got ourselves a little sequel. Set 10 years after the conclusion of Descender storyline, magic has taken the place of machinery and the rules are very different indeed. Mila, the daughter of Andy and Effie from Descender, spends her days exploring the lonely wilds of planet Samson and trying to stay out of the clutches of the evil disciples of the all-powerful vampire, which known as the Mother. But like her parents, Mila doesn't like to play by the rules, and when a certain robot pal of her dad shows up, nothing will ever be the same. I know you never read Descender. No. I know I'm stupid for asking, but are you not gonna? Are you gonna pick up Ascender? No. It sounds awesome. I might pick up all the image stuff. 
who knows what I'm going to pick up from Marvel. We'll we'll touch base at the the end of the month in May, and I'll do a checklist of what I picked up. But man, hour into the episode, we have a ton of stuff in April. What's your most excited? What are you most excited for? Avengers. Yeah, I would go Avengers, and then probably Game of Thrones. Avengers, Hellboy. Oh, Hellboy takes Game of Thrones. Yeah. Wow, man. Game of Thrones has been what a ten-year journey for us as well. Yeah. And you're you've seen two Hellboy movies, and you're like, oh, I'm out. I just want to see a. Uh, you know, Detective Hopper, just do his thing. It looks good. It does look good. Um, are you going to be surprised if it doesn't make a lot of money? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, I feel like this has a chance to be a huge movie uh, and a good start to a franchise or a very disappointing beginning. Yeah. And the end of a franchise, kind of like what we thought with Power Rangers. We were mm-hmm. excited for Power Rangers, and by no means does this look Power Rangers bad. Yeah. This actually looks really good, and uh, they really haven't showed a lot of Mila Jovovich um i haven't seen a lot of lobster johnson i haven't seen any lobster yeah well i'm hoping there's more lobster johnson in this movie well he's in it i know he's in it and i'm very excited about it because lobster johnson is the best name in all of comics you can take armfall off boy and i would like to see him fight lobster johnson in the slower death match that'd be awesome it'd be amazing but there's so much stuff coming out good comics good everything good movies tv um and we want to know what you're into what you're going to pick up what you're not going to pick up what movies you're excited for i know one of our uh, followers on social media is a huge supporter of Jordan Peele and was very excited for us and is also very excited for the Twilight Zone. So let us know on the following. We are Twitter, ActiveGeek underscore, Facebook, ActiveGeek Podcast. Um, what are we also on? The Instagrams, yep. Act, The Active Geek. We are on SoundCloud, Google Play, Spot. iTunes, and Spotify, all over the instant, uh, all over the podcast directories. Chuck is on Instagram at you want you want to give a shot. Chuck underscore the active geek. Oh man, you're getting good at it. More reps on your podcast, which is called Box Office Flashback Podcast. Yes, another active geek production, Box Office Flashback Podcast, and you also have a handle for that on Instagram. Yes, it's the Box Office Flashback Podcast on Instagram and Box Office Flashback One on Twitter because he loves his numbers. And then we have AG Cosplay, our uh, resident cosplayer, who will be debuting some awesome outfits uh, and cosplays at the very first con appearance of the year for the Active Geek Productions team. You, and if you live in the Philadelphia area and you're interested in meeting myself, Chuck, Tom, Binks, or AG Cosplay, you can come to the Great Philadelphia Comic Con uh, April 12th, 13th, and 14th yep. at the Greater Oaks um, Expo Center. Expo Center. It's a Great Comic-Con. There's got a lot of guests. We're not affiliated with them, but we are going to plug the hell out of them because Nick, Nick Frost is going to be there. Jack Leeson, who played Joffrey. we got Lee Merriweather, the 1966 Catwoman. Cast of the Expanse. Uh, we got Alice Cooper. There's a ton of people. Power I Rangers. iZombie. you got uh, Rose McIver and Malcolm Goodwin. We've got a really good lineup going there. Uh, hopefully, we're going to get some, some leads on some interviews, maybe get some floor interviews, but we're going to be there covering it as press. So shout us a, a holler, and if you want to say hello, and uh, I'll sign a baby. I'll, <laughs> I'll sign your kid. It doesn't matter. Um, I'll sign anything if you want to bring it to me. Um, you find us there. If you're in the New York area on the day to this post, uh, give me a shout-out on Twitter, and uh, Tom and I will be there. If you want to meet two uh, bearded men who really don't know what the fuck they're talking about in movies, um, you can give us a shout-out. I'm sure we're going to be at Midtown Comics at one point in the day, and Binks will be with us. But you can support us, uh, the Active Geek Podcast, all the Active Geek productions like Box Office Flashback Podcast, Adventures of Binks and the Beard, and Galaxy Wars Podcast by going to activegeekproductions.com and 
as an added bonus. If you want to be played, your idea, your counterpoint, your discussion, whatever, on one of the podcasts that were before mentioned, you can call us because uh, we have a dial-in number uh, because we're, we're hip guys. We want, to, we want to talk to you. So send us a message uh, if you want to talk, and it's uh, 1-856-335-5148, and that gives you a chance to be played on one of our podcasts that's either uh, Active Geek, Galaxy Wars, and uh, Box Office Movie Podcast, if you got a movie. Question for Chuck with The Big Chill, which is out currently, and we're going to hit Argo next week. Yes. Uh, so you got a lot to look forward to there. Next week, the Active Geek Podcast will be talking about... Hellboy, which we're both very excited for, and uh, the rest of us will be out there too. We have a Patreon. Uh, just search Galaxy Wars Podcast and uh, give us some money because uh, we'll send you some stickers and shit, and that supports the whole network. And uh, we'll be back next week with another great podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for taking time out of your day and uh, listening to me ramble and Chuck not buy comics <laughs> and support the the media that we love so much. But for the Active Geek Podcast, I am Jim. I am Chuck, and we are out. <laughs>